good story. What's been on my mind? Sex and marriage. Not like those two really go together. However, that's going to be the topic that I want to discuss today. I was thinking about how, you know, you get married and you say for better, for worse, and you make this commitment to somebody, to your partner, and it's supposed to be the sacred thing and the sacred commitment. And, you know, life happens, life comes along, years go by. And then suddenly, sometimes in marriages, not all the time, some people, I know some of you out there have these perfect marriages where you have great sex all the time. And if you are one of those people, please contact me and let me know who you are because most of the people that come to me and most my friends don't have that situation. But if you are, congratulations, you're one of the few. But for the rest of you that are out there married, all of a sudden, it's not even like people, I don't know, women say, oh, I've lost my sex driver. The guy says, oh, they're too busy. Or the kids are keeping them away from having sex with each other. And I think it's a really big problem. When you think about being in a committed relationship and, you know, and everybody, and unless you have an open relationship, if you're in this relationship where you're committed and your partner is not going to have sex with you, is not going to be intimate with you, like, what do you do, right? And I know on, you know, spiritually, on, you know, and religiously and legally, you know, everything's supposed to stay within the marriage. But what happens when your partner says, eh, not going to do it, just not going to have sex? And the other partner says, hey, let's, well, let's talk about it. Let's go to therapy or like, what's wrong? Or, you know, is there something I can do about it? Or let's try or let's try something different or let's, you know, whatever. Like there's one person trying, one person not. What do you do about that? And at that point, does the person have the right to basically go outside the relationship. And if they don't, why not? Because it sort of goes with part of the commitment. So you don't want to like, I know you don't want to go and ha say like, oh, you have to have sex with me. It's like part of your duty. So like, you know, here it is right now. Let's get on. Let's get it on. But in a way, if you're making that commitment to somebody, they should be, they got to put it out and they've got to try and they've got to work on the intimacy in the marriage that is going to make the marriage better that's going to improve your communication and studies have shown the more intimate you are which really means by the way being authentic being yourself being honest being able to say really what's on your heart and mind and soul and really being able to have an open communication with your partner that that's going to increase the intimacy which ultimately is going to increase your sex life or if you have a totally cut off relationship and it's purely sexual and there is no, nothing else, that's fine too. I'm not invested in like what your deal is and what kind of relationship you have. But the topic I do want to discuss is if your partner doesn't put out and doesn't want to do anything about it, do you have the right to go cheat? And do you have the right to go have an affair and not really an affair, but kind of going like, hey, I'm going to commit to you. You're not following up on your agreement. So I'm going to go find it elsewhere. But I still love you. I still love our family. I still want to be in this relationship. But I got to get my needs met. And you're not willing to do it. So what I, who I brought on today when I was thinking about that is Natalie Kusturik, who is out of Fort Lauderdale, Miami. And she is a marriage family therapist specializing in divorce. 
um, the whole process of it from beginning to end and all the different stages. Um, and she also has a company that she's going to be launching called Divorcely um, very, very soon. So maybe by the time this is uh, broadcasted, I don't even know the word for it because I'm still learning, but whatever it's called when it's finally up there and you could listen to this, maybe it'll be up there. So um, I'd like to introduce Natalie Kustrick. Hi, Dory. Thanks for having me. Hi. So what do you think about all that? Oh, what do you think about this idea? Since we both have seen many, many, many topic many... you're presenting today. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you don't like to hold back, do you? <laughs> Why hold back? Why hold back? Well, I mean, what good comes out of holding back? Let's be honest. Literally nothing. Nothing. Nothing right? at all. Nothing. Nothing at all. You know, when you started off the conversation, you were talking about commitment. And when you commit to a relationship, that means that you're going to see it through to the end and you're going to do the work. What you're talking about is somebody who's actually fallen out of commitment. If you have a partner who's not meeting your needs, you're no longer in commitment. Like there's somebody is not fully committed to this relationship. You might love each other. You might care about each other. But this is a sign that there's something so much more going on because you're denying yourself at the end of the day. This isn't just about sex with another person, it's about you too. So what's going on with yourself that's getting you to this place where you don't even want to participate in your relationship? There's a problem. Right. And so, it's big. Right. It's big. It's big, yeah. right? It's big. Right. So what it's so big. these so people who are listening right now who are in a sexless relationship, you know, some of you, maybe all of you, but let's say, say you're in that relationship right now and you're thinking, yeah, yeah fuck, I want, I want more intimacy. I want a closer connection. I want to feel better in this marriage and feel more connected in all ways. Am I going to just say that my partner is completely, they're just not committed or maybe they're not committed. I mean, I think there's so many issues that why people don't do that, like their weight, you know, how they look, how they feel, depression, pressures financial pressures, family pressures. I mean, there's tons of reasons. Those are all legit. So I just want everybody to know, like, those are totally legit. And I'm not negating any of that. But I'm talking, I just want to get to the heart of it and kind of go like, you know, what do you do now? What do you do when, what do you do when that happens? Well, I, I think all of those issues that you're pointing out, yeah. all they say to me is somebody who's completely disconnected from themselves and their own needs. You've, you've lost you. If all those other things are occupying all of your space, there is no you. And where did you go? That would be my first question is where did you go? Why is it more, why are finances, why is every like, career, this, that, all much more important than you? Because all that stuff is falling apart for a reason. If all that the stuff is stressing you out, that is just information about who you are and where you are. And if you're not addressing those things and it all goes to the toilet. It just goes straight in the toilet. And that's what's happening here. And then the one piece that is probably like, I would say maybe the most significant thing in a relationship beyond like the communication intimacy and actually spending time together is, is sex. That's huge. 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 It's not a... No pun intended. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky if it is. Uh, 
<laughs> but, but sorry, I'm so distracted. Right okay, so but the truth is, is that it's a disconnection from yourself, whether it's your masculinity or your femininity. And if it's a guy who's disconnected from you, well, that's how they ex- for men. This is a this is how they express love is on that physical level. And for and for women, this is our um, this is our sensuality. This is where you get to be your feminine, hedonistic, sort of pleasure-seeking self. It's a whole other side of you. And when that's being denied, I have to say, I hate to say this, but if you're not willing to work on the relationship and really go deep into yourself and figure out what it is, then you might as well slap a Band-Aid on it and go sleep with somebody else. Well, that's what, that's what we're talking about, is, right? That's all that's it, the thing. It's all like is a band aid. Right. So, all it is band aid. That's it. Exactly. So what you what I see and you probably see too is you know people turn to porn, they yep. turn you know or they they kind of misdirect you know inappropriately like their sexual energy in other places or to other people or they you know they get their like what's that called their like work husband or work wife you know like when they they create these like fake families whatever because they're working so much it's like it goes somewhere like that energy is going somewhere so it's like and so if you're on I don't have anything against porn I don't have anything against like what you're doing like whatever you do is what you do but if it's at the point where it's impacting your relationship and if it's at the point where it's impacting what is part of the essence of a relationship and of a solid relationship, then it's a problem, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. so how do you like redirect that sexual energy? Because it's there. It is there. And I don't think it's to be denied. And like you said, then you might as well go out and have an affair. So part of what I want to discuss is like, when does it get to the point where you just go, you know what? Like, hey, my needs aren't being met. I'm a sexual person and I want to feel this way with somebody else. So either you start to, you know, work on this relationship or work on yourself, or we start talking about it. We find out what the problem is between us, or I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go sleep with someone else. I'm going to go be intimate with someone else for a little while. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. When do you get there? God, that's really personal. I, (laughs) I, I, I'm not sure when you get there, to be honest. I mean, this is, this is everybody's individual journey, right? Again, it comes down to how committed are you to the relationship that you have? Because if you are, well, then you're you're going to do something about it right away. And if that means not necessarily, that's not that's not necessarily. Like I have many clients that come in who love each other. Like they really do care about each other. They really are committed to each other. If one is shut down, let's say, or they're both shut down, the intimacy opens something up. You know that right um, right. And they're choosing to shut it down, let's say. They're choosing to shut it down. That's a big choice. They've lost their play. I mean, there's an element of play in there, and something has gotten really, really serious, in my opinion, when that's happening. And that is not – that's not helpful. No. I mean, mean, look, okay, I'll give you an example. A few years ago, one of my – I had a friend who was telling me, like, her and her husband don't have sex. They never have sex. Maybe once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Once or twice a year. Like, really? Okay, like, that is not okay. I asked her, is that okay? And she said, no, it's not okay. She said, he is not, he's just not into sex. 
I was like, mm. Mm, really? Mm, okay. No. Like you, he's attractive. He's super successful. He's, as far as I know, he's not an alien and he looks like a normal man. And I would think that he comes with all right. the normal pieces of a man. And I was just like, I don't really think that could be true. She's like, oh yeah, it is true. For Trust me. Anyway, cut to like a month later, we're all at a party. He's having an affair. No, no, I have lots of those stories too. But we, you know, there's a, I'm not, that's not even, I'm not even going to go that direct. I'm just going to say, like, we were at a party and all of a sudden he had just gotten back in town on business. I was like, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. How was your trip? This guy was like, I mean, all but asking me to like go to the bedroom with him. And I was married at the time. And wow. Wow. I was like, oh, you're, I, wait, as far as I know, you have zero sex drive and you're not interested in sex at all, right? And I didn't say that to him, but in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, here's the um, misinterpretation. It became very clear that there is nothing wrong with him. It had to do with something that was wrong between the two of them. Now, these aren't clients, these are friends. So I'm just, you know, yeah. this is more like observation and things I know about them. It's different than talking about, you know, clients that I've worked with, right. or people I've right. coached. What really ended up happening was, I mean, there was a lot of stuff between them, but one of them had, they'd both, they'd gained some weight. They didn't feel good about themselves. They were slightly mm -hmm. depressed. It was, there was all sorts of other stuff going on. And as soon as they right. addressed that, yep. they started having Things sex. Yeah. They started yeah. having sex. Like they were teenagers and their whole relationship yeah. changed. They both got in That's shape. brilliant. It's brilliant that they figured it out. That's they figured amazing. figured it out. And they're literally like two teenagers. I mean, you know, and they're, they're both fit. They lost weight. They feel good yeah. about themselves. Like they're in therapy. They're doing their own right. stuff. It's like. Well, well there, there you go. The key, feeling good about yourself. We go back to ourselves. Every single time there's an issue, whatever it is, it all comes back. Too so many women stop because they don't feel feminine. They don't feel sensual. They don't feel, they don't feel good within themselves because all they're doing is chasing the kids, cooking the dinner, going to work, doing the laundry, like running a household. And they forget what it means. You know what? To get a freaking manicure, pedicure, get your hair done, look cute, go to the gym, work out, buy a new outfit and have a dinner date or go out dancing. Like. Right. How many women don't even remember how to do that? And then you're asking them to step into, into the bedroom and to be like these sexual goddesses that they are, but they've been disconnected from. They've lost themselves. Right. And let me tell you, there's nothing sexy about doing any of those jobs, any of no. those things. There's nothing. Uh, I mean, I, you could, you know, if you decide well, yeah. you want to do all that in a French maid's outfit and, you know, and yeah, grab but, yourself you know, a little French all... tickler and then pick up the kids and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it doesn't bring it out in you because you know that you've got to carve out, you've got to carve out that space just for the relationship. And especially, Absolutely. I guess there's all different uh, setups. Like, you know, some people would have children, some people don't, some people just have really demanding jobs, some people don't. I mean, there could be right. millions of things. For sure, if you have kids, you have got to carve out time just for the two of you to like connect and have fun and play and that has Absolutely. nothing to do with your kids because your kids are basically, that will stop your sex in about 10 seconds immediately. Right. But it, you have to make it just as important as the kids and everything else, right? Because you have a plan when it comes to the kids. 
you decide you want to work out and lose weight, suddenly you have a plan about what you're eating and when you're working out and what you're doing. But when it comes to relationships, people don't have that same plan. They don't say, hey, honey, today after work, you and me, the kids are asleep. We have 30 minutes, you and I, to hang out and just catch up about the day. I just want to talk to you. I just want to connect with you. And hey, on the weekends, we have one night away or and where we have a babysitter. And now not only do we have a babysitter, we have a backup babysitter, and then we have a backup to that back to that backup babysitter. Oh yeah. So you gotta have your babysitter so that we, lined up. So that we make sure that we have that time together. And if it means that that babysitter is sleeping over that night, awesome. The babysitter is sleeping over that night. You guys are back home in the morning by the time the kids wake up, they don't even know you didn't come home. I mean, it doesn't matter, but you need that kind of time. And unless you're willing to have that level of commitment for yourself, number one, for the relationship, how do you keep that alive? You can't keep it alive. Why why is there no plan for that? Exactly. Why is that the thing that goes to the wayside? Why? Exactly. I don't, that's it. I think that's a great question. I mean, it's people think they can get in this relationship and then go like, ah, I got a relationship. I'm married. Now I'm doing that. You could just add on, add on, add on. And there's no maintenance. Uh, it's like, you oh, can't so go. easy. Um, oh my God. He totally loves me now. I don't have to do anything. He just loves me now. I don't have to do anything. It's Wait so a easy. Don't just, I, don't just put on the women. It's also the men. The fact, they get all They last. all do they it. They all get, I'm you know, the hunt is right over. I'm right now because I've done this. <laughs> the, hunt is, the hunt is over. I've done and, it. you know, the it changes everything. Right. But it's like, let's talk to people about like, it's like a garden, right? If you tend to your garden, you're going to have beautiful vegetables and beautiful flowers and right. you've got to take the time and you got to go in there and you got to take the weeds out and do all the stuff. You got to keep it nurtured yeah. and take care of it. So why do people, yeah, like you're saying, like, you know, why do, how do they come they can get into this relationship and just think it can go on autopilot and anything can grow from that? Because basically everything just starts to die. And then they're just left with like, you're just left with that commitment, that shitty commitment that says like, oh, fuck, I got to put up with this now. Now, I've mar- now I'm married, now I have this, everything's all intertwined. And, and now I'm just in it. And then I have, now if you have kids, you're like, man, I'm really in it. Like you're not... You don't want to break up your family. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to worry people. You know, it's like, you got to tend the garden. Absolutely. Absolutely. But part of that garden is, is this is fairness and self-care. And instead of calling it self-awareness and self-care, people have gotten a bad rap and it's called being selfish, right? You're so selfish. How can you put yourself above your kids? Well, guess what? If you don't, you are not a good role model for your kids. You're not showing them how to be, how to, how to have the things that they want and still be able to be a good parent. I mean, you're a role model. Right. You're supposed so to be selfish happy. Is like actually it, just self-care. You're I want people yeah. to stop saying selfish in like a negative way because no, there's, it's absolutely not. And you're right. Will be. You're there because there's positive selfishness. And that's absolutely. A re- that's a really good point is that people, you know, they need to be looking out for themselves. And if, that you don't need to be a martyr out there going like, oh my God, I'm no. doing this and I'm working so hard. I'm da da da. I can't do that. It's like, it's like there is nothing glorious about that. And also, by the way, ladies and men, there's nothing sexy about that either. Like, there's nothing hot about no. complaining. Like, you got to cut that shit out. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, what do you- <laughs> I'm with you right there. <laughs> so, what do you think? So, people that are listening right now, what do you think that they could, like, what do you think would be a good, 
start for them. So if they're like, they're, they've reached an impasse and they're going, you know, yeah, like I, I, I want more intimacy in my relationship and you know what, or I'm at that point, or maybe somebody's already like, maybe they've already had an affair or maybe they're all, or maybe they're about to have an affair, but they're kind of like, what can I do before I have make that step? Or what can I do, you know, now that I've made that step, you know, like what do I do to get my marriage back on track? Or get more about what I want, you know, so I'm happy. Well, first you got to be honest about what it is you want. What's gone wrong? Figure out what's gone wrong and what do you want? And then have a conversation with you how you want to get there. Okay, but I hear a lot of people. But you know, wait, Natalie, you know as well as I do that you know as well as I do, people are going, I can't be honest with my wife. I can't be honest with my husband. That's going to hurt their feelings. That's going to do this. That might rock the boat. They might want to, what if they say, who cares? I mean, so those people, the people that could talk about it aren't having these problems. And if they are, they're working on it. So we're talking, you know, we want to touch the people that are kind of going, like, yeah, how do I, you know, what do I do? Because it is going to rock wow. the boat. Okay. It is going to rock the boat. It's going to rock. You know, and the yeah. Other, I mean, it's going to rock. You got to be it's honest. It's going to capsize your boat. If you can't, if you can't talk about it, your boat is capsized. I mean, one one thing that you can do. I mean, if you really just want to bring play back into the bedroom, is just kind of G six of like snuggling and nuzzling each other and just being playful and silly, like before bedtime. Not even escalating it beyond that. Just like just, you're saying, like have no expectations, like have no expectations whatsoever. Just allowing, gosh, even snuggle time. If you guys go to bed at the same time, if a couple goes to bed around the same time, like having that time together, that could be that could start to bring things together. Even if it's just a few minutes in the night, something simple. Okay, it doesn't have to be crazy. It just has to be a simple thing where people are connecting. They're looking at each other in the eyes. They're touching each other, whether it's an arm or a simple caress or a hug or laying there and holding each other. Just something where there is a level of then maybe the heart will start to crack open because when I hear that, I hear a closed heart. And so you can crack open that heart and what's really going on inside of you. It's really hard to expect anybody to be able to respond to you if you're shut down. Right. It's what happens. So even if you don't talk all about it with your partner, you, you have to be honest with yourself and dig deep and see if you could crack the armor that's around your heart. Because there is armor around that heart. Give an example of like what that could sound like from, you know, like for someone listening and they're going like, what does that mean? Like, what do I, like, what do I say? Like, what do I, you know, what do I do? Like if I'm, you know, you go like, okay, I could implement, you know, maybe people could figure out date night or date times or a sleepaway somewhere, but you know, now you're going to do snuggling, but you know, how do you, like, what does that look like as far as like beginning that open communication with your partner? I think you keep it simple. I, I think simplicity is key. So whenever you're talking to somebody, you're not saying you do this or you do that. You say, I I feel this. I want this. I need this. Like give me an example. I feel this. Like what have you seen with, okay, your, like, so, with, your, with your clients? Like, so, okay. I'm, I'm feeling disconnected from you because we never have any time together. And I'd like us to schedule some time together. How is Wednesdays or daily? 
at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. when the kids are asleep, we've had dinner and can we do that? That's different. That's starting to own yourself, the parts that are disconnected. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's not a huge conversation. That's a pretty simple conversation. And also that actually goes over very well, especially for a woman to communicate that to a man. That really goes over well because men really like having direct communication and understanding what what is really being asked of them. It really helps right. them. That for a man, he because he's like, yeah, I could do that. I could I could do Wednesday at seven, or I could do Thursday. Like it's very very clear. What about from like a man's perspective? So a man whose wife has a headache for the last three years. How do you broach that topic? I have I have, I have clients like this. Yeah, I'm, of course you do. <laughs> I do. Of course you do. Um, I mean, and you own stock in Advil. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> you bring your own stock in Advil. Uh, <laughs> now that's just good thinking. Uh, <laughs> you know, from uh, when when a man can actually communicate even one simple emotion to a woman that something that she is doing is is creating a feeling in him, a woman starts to hear that. Give me an example. So, honey, I'm so sorry that every time you you're, you're just don't feel well, I, it makes, I feel sad when I see you not feeling well like this all the time, and I really want to spend time with you. Um, it actually I, it hurts me that we don't have time together like we used to. I want to understand what's going on with you. Is there a way that, I don't know, we could have some time together without maybe we're even talking about the headache, just to be together. Maybe you're not feeling great, but can we just be together? That's very loving. Yeah. Like, By the way, that's like the perfect man. Just so you know out there. You can keep it simple. No, no, no. No, I think it's it's perfect because the truth is, is that it's coming from your heart space. It's not blaming. It's being very mm-hmm. honest and it's being very loving. And I think that, you know what, guys, it is that simple. You know, I mean, yeah, really- to come up with the language might take a little bit of work. It is that simple. And that right there, that yeah. statement will melt a woman's heart. And every woman probably right now listening to that is going, man, I'd love my guy to like, talk to me like that I'd love that instead of like oh you have a headache well, again oh really oh how long is that headache gonna last I mean instead that would be because it what it does is it it, it brings you in and it brings that kind of communication it's gonna bring you closer and it's gonna it's also gonna just evoke like what you're talking about that honesty and that integrity and that love is gonna evoke a connection and it's going to make you want to connect and it's going to bring you, it's going to draw you closer, both of you. And when, as soon as one partner opens up in that way and is met in that, also met that way, that right there creates really authentic intimacy. And it's from there that right. everything, that it could grow. You know, that's, that's right. your nugget. I mean, that's your tending of your garden. And the best part of this is that Ultimately, what, what you are actually communicating is about what you feel and what you need. And so now if your partner chooses not to hear you, you haven't neglected yourself. If things fall apart, you don't even have to feel bad about it because you showed up. You showed up for yourself. You showed up for you. So you've been taking care of you. Right. So 
that's really ultimately what you're doing by taking care of yourself, feelings, not blaming. You are just creating a space, one, to take care of yourself without it being like a, a negative or bad thing that you feel a certain way because it's your feelings, you're entitled to them. And you're not blaming somebody else for however or wherever it is that they are. So either someone's going to hear you and be able to meet you there or they're not. But ultimately, you're taken care of. And that's really great because well, if this one doesn't work out, the next one will. Right. Because and who and, doesn't want somebody who can do that? Right. And what you're saying is that, you know, what that does is it's super empowering because when you're taking care of yourself, it empowers you. And instead of you focusing more on what's happening with the other person or what you're not getting from the other person, you start focusing on yourself and you start focusing on what you want and you start thinking about like, that is how you redirect it to yourself. The, you know, the plus and the minus, you know, there's always the, you know, there's always the plus and the minus with stuff like this. The plus is that it's the empowerment. It, you know, that validates you as who you are, that validates you how deserving you are to have what you want. And it also lets you know what the truth is about the situation. And like you said, Natalie, which I want to, I don't want to let go by is that if you're showing up for yourself all the time in this, in relationship and you keep speaking to that truth inside yourself of like what you want or what you need in a very loving way and an empowered way and kind way, then you will ultimately find out what you can get and what you can't. And so, you know, the bittersweetness of it is that you might find that your partner really cannot give you what you want and really cannot show up the way that you need them to. And at that point, you need to make a decision. And then you really get to the truth of what's happening inside the relationship, which is really what I think most people are afraid of when they think about talking about anything is because at that point, you are going to be faced with like, do I want to accept this about my partner and stay in this relationship or do I want to walk away? And you know, and you're going to have to decide what to do at that point. Or right. am I going to go have yeah. an affair? Like, what are you going to do with it? You know, what do you do? Right. And, and I don't, I don't promote having an affair, but I do promote total honesty yeah. and I do too. And coming to the point where it's like, if it's agreed upon and if it's understood, I mean, it wouldn't even be called an affair. It would just be, you know, an understood situation in your it's an open person. relationship. Then it's open, which never it's worked. Open. But you could try it. It never works. I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't don't want recommend that. it. But, but <laughs> no, you can try you. it. I mean, and sometimes you just. I just want me and my man. <laughs> that's it. Right. I mean, that's a whole other conversation because I mean, is is it natural to be monogamous? But like, we could save that for a later date. Yeah. So Natalie, thank you so much for talking with me today about this topic. Thanks for having me. It was fun. If somebody wants to find out more about you or they want to reach you for, I don't know, coaching or, you know, helping them through their divorce, how do they do that? They could reach me at Natalie Kusturic, K-U-S-T-U-R-I-C.com. Divorcely is going to take a little bit longer, but... Um, my personal website for my private practice. Are you tw- aren't you tweeting as well? I am. You could find me on um, on Facebook and on Twitter at divorcely.com at divorcely, D-V-O-R-C-E-L-Y. Can you say that again? So if you want to follow me there, D-V-O-R-C-E-L-Y, divorcely. Divorcely.com find- for Facebook and then... 
You can find me on Facebook at Divorcely. You'll see if you look oh, up okay. Divorcely on Facebook, you'll find me. Or on Twitter, you'll find me. Got it. Thanks so much. Yep. Look forward to talking Thank to you, you soon. Ciao. Thank you. Ciao. Hi, today's Afterthoughts with Natalie. Here's the deal. Sex is healthy. Sex is a very big part of a relationship. And sex can mean many things for many people. Intimacy and sex are not intertwined all the time. You could definitely have sex without intimacy. And you can be intimate without sex. But what you can't do is you can't have intimacy without honesty. And you can't have it without there being a truth between the two people involved in having the sex or the intimacy. I just saw a nice quote today to wrap this up. And it says, When you can't look on the bright side, I will sit with you in the dark. I love that. I love that because what is that saying? It's saying when things are not perfect, when things are not great, I'm going to sit with you and I'm going to be okay with it. And I'm going to see you as you are. And that is my gift to you. That is intimacy. And that is where love stems from. It's from those magic moments. And you probably all have experienced it at some point in your life where you know you have many friends or family members that will try to solve your problems and try to tell you what to do about them or try to fix them or say it's okay it'll get better don't worry about it it's going to be fine once you remember sometimes it's just somebody putting their hand on your hand and looking at you and saying with their expression almost it's going to be okay but you could feel that they're connected to you. And that's really different than saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry about it, you're going to be fine. It's very different than putting your hand on somebody and saying, it's going to be okay. You're saying, I'm here for you. And that's being present. That's what creates intimacy. So when we're talking about sex and marriage, when we're talking about intimacy in relationship or sex in relationship, if you're not having it, if you're not having sex, if you're not having intimacy, if you're not connected, it's going to be really hard to come together and to feel the love or feel the passion or the expression of what you feel for each other because there's going to be so much stuff in between. Every day is not going to be bright. Every day is not going to be great. Every moment's not going to be great. Every time you have sex, it's not going to be mind-blowing. You're going to love somebody, but you're not always going to feel in love. But can you sit with somebody in that darkness? Can you sit with somebody and be present for somebody when they're not perfect and when they're not bright and they're not okay? Maybe they're frustrated about work. Maybe they're frustrated about their family. Maybe they're frustrated with school, with friends. And they're having a hard time. Can you be there and be present? 
That is what love is. And that's also the basis of intimacy, is truly being able to be present with yourself and with somebody else. Without being able to have the integrity in yourself and be honest and open within yourself and with your partner, you stop the intimacy. And there's no way to fake it. And the trick to intimacy is honesty. And it's scary. It leaves you feeling vulnerable. It's the fear that you're going to lose what you have. The fear that you can't take back what you said. The fear that your truth inside yourself may hurt another person. Many people struggle with, are they even entitled to have their truth? Should they be feeling the way that they're feeling? Is it okay that they're feeling the way that they're feeling? Maybe they shouldn't talk about it because maybe they're not sure if it's even okay. I'm going to tell you it's okay as long as it's your feeling and it's coming from you. My wish for you is to not disconnect from yourself. Stay present. Have mind-blowing sex. Be deeply in love. Love as high as you can love. Lose as low as you can lose. Take it to all levels. And the courage to speak up and be honest and have integrity in yourself comes after you do it. After you do it. Because before that moment, it's really scary. Because it could feel like there's a lot at stake. But it's from that place that so many amazing things happen. Ciao for now. Until next time.